rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, everybody. I'll be there in a second. Oh, here I am. <laughs> There's me. I'm, I lost my voice a little bit, so you'll just have to endure the sound of me with a raspy voice. I don't know. Maybe you'll like it. Who knows? Maybe I'll try to talk like this more often. Who knows? Maybe I sound more interesting. My hair looks like crap, and I need a haircut. Um, hold on a second. I'll fix my headphones. All right, guys, my name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out with me every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. here at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels and on the and on uh, where else progressive voices we so we meet here every saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m at rdt daily facebook and youtube channels then we are rebroadcast starting sunday at 6 p.m eastern on progressive voices or anytime on the progressive voices app and gdpr revolution 99 soundcloud itunes stitcher do me a favor please Give the show a review on iTunes. I say this every week. I know, it's boring. Maybe you guys just fast-forward through it if you're listening on the podcast. And, um, but don't. If you do that, just uh, make sure you also give a donation. Please um, become a patron. I'm really pushing the patrons. And I want to thank people for who are patrons. But we we definitely need more patrons and a hell of a lot more patrons. If you want, if people say, oh, "I wish your show was every day," I would. I wish. I wish it was too. But we need patrons. We need donations, and we need support. Buy some merch on the merch site. You know, help us grow. All of everything that you do, I will meet you halfway. That's the way it works. If we get more donors and patrons, we will be able to, I will do the show every single day. Um, there you go. That's how, it, that's how it'll work. And we'll be able to hire more writers to c- create more progressive content. So, okay, listen, I'm in a pissy mood. I, I think I start this show every week by saying that. Also, my hair is annoying me. But, um... I'm in a pissy mood because I see, I feel it happening again. Here we go again. Um, Joe Biden announced, I, I, all right, I, I, first of all, I was on Twitter, and you guys, you know, there's my Twitter address, Real Tara Devlin, also follow RDT Daily, uh, but <clears throat> I really have to apologize for my voice, but it's, it is what it is. What, what, the reason I don't have a voice is because I... Well, a lot of people know. I don't know. Maybe you don't know. I, I do. I'm a, Brood, I'm a Buddhist. I chant nam myoho renge kyo I've been in such a bad mood this past week that I've been chanting a lot. And I lost my voice. That's how bad. I, I, that's how much I need to get right with this world. Because we are in big, big, big trouble. And I see it happening again. I, I, I feel the knot in my stomach rising up. When, when Joe Biden announced his candidacy, I, I don't celebrate this. 
Uh, first of all, I'm really kind of annoyed at why are there 20 Democrats in the race? Is that necessary? Is it necessary, Amy Klobuchar? Really? I mean, yes, every, people want a woman president. Uh, okay, I want a woman president too, but I also would like not to live in fascism. Okay, I really would. And it's not, oh, it's a woman's turn. This country has to be ready. We, we're in big trouble. We're not even ready for democracy, for Christ's sakes. So, honestly, I don't really care if it's a woman, a dog, a cat, a, a bird, or a, or, a, or a wispy wind. If it has a D after its name, I'm voting for it, of course. But the fact that Joe Biden, you know, the thing that really irritated me about his whole run-up to will he or won't he was the whole will he or won't he. Will he or won't he announce Will, will he put his hat in the ring? Who cares? Don't do us any favors. If you have to really think about it, oh, please, Joe, help us, Joe. Like you're the only person in this country of 320 million people. That goes to show you just how corrupt this country is. That we, we got to wait for Joe Biden. Like Joe Biden's the only one that's going to beat Trump. I highly doubt it. And this is why I have this knot in my stomach. I do not think that if Joe Biden is the Democratic nominee, that he's going to win. I think it's going to be Hillary 2.0. That we, it's not about um, uh, hearkening to the, the wonderful days of Obama. That's the reason we have Trump to begin with. These centrist neoliberal policies. Now, all over the corporate media, I keep hearing about how... Of course, the corporate media really wants Joe Biden, and so do all of the lobbyists, all the, the transnational corporations, all of the, the moneyed elite all want Joe Biden to run because he is the status quo. But that, the status quo is what got us in this situation to begin with. We are here because of neoliberal policies, not because somebody went too far left. Or too far. I mean, now we're too far right. I don't even want to talk about it. They're saying, oh, we need a centrist, really, to balance out the freaking fascism and the treason that's going on. We need somebody, just a normal person right down the middle. I mean, that's what he's running on. I'm a nice guy. I'm a, I'm a nice, I'm like your uncle or something. Now, who touches you and uh, <laughs> makes you feel icky, I guess? I don't know. It really kind of irritates, that kind of irritated me too, to tell you the truth, that he was um, mocking the, the, the women who um, said that he, they didn't like the way he touched them. Oh, uh, I got permission, I got permission. And then uh, I even noticed on, in, during when I was watching Morning Joe, even Mika Brzezinski, who's supposed to be this great woman's advocate, was mocking them, saying uh, you know, that they were, oh, they didn't like, they were hugged in a funny way. They didn't like it. So, you know, it's, everybody's standards get, uh, is all uh, relative, I suppose, to whether they think that um, true democracy is actually going to break out. Now, what do you think will happen with, uh, with Joe Biden's um, 
if he becomes the, the nominee. He's already the presumptive nominee. Oh, so he got all this money that came in. It, um, and I, I, heard, I saw all the celebrations on the corporate media that he took in a, a big haul on, the, on his first day when he announced. But it, they also neglected to say that he, that uh, a large chunk of that haul came from a, a private event held at, the lobby, at a Comcast lobbyist house with, attended by GOP donors to Paul Ryan and John Boner and, uh, and health insurance racket lobbyists and CEOs. So what do you think they discussed in the private halls of power that we don't have access to? Do you think they talked about making the world safe for democracy or ensuring every American has universal health care, that health care is a right of citizenship, not a privilege of wealth? Is that what you think the the uh, the health insurance CEOs were were asking Joe Biden? Oh yeah, they want yeah, they, they, what they want to do is fix Obamacare, which is the GOP health care plan. That's why it sucks. That's why the and of course it sucks on top of it because the Republicans want it to suck. You see, we're we are in a the battle of our lives right now, and. Neoliberals brought us here. On t- I mean, the fascists are one thing. A fascist is what a fascist is. It's like a bird's got to fly, a fish has got to swim. But, I, I mean, history will, will note that. Well, but what will it say about a party, about the opposition party, that allowed it to happen, that stood by and, and went along just got, went along with the fascism just a little bit instead of um, fighting for the, the, the for real true democratic values like everybody in, nobody out, leaving no one behind. You know, it's like health care for some. Well, I don't see how a, a health policy that still leaves millions out and still remains uh, the Amer- the United States um, of America still remains the most expensive system with the worst outcomes. How that is some kind of success that we want to build upon? Why do you want to build failure upon failure upon failure? That's because the health insurance lobbyists are having private meetings where they're greasing the palms of the so-called centrist candidates. And this is why I don't have a voice. Literally and figuratively. Now it's literally and figuratively I don't have a voice. I really hope this show was going out over the air. Because I didn't even check. I I, I might be talking to nobody right now. As far as I know. Who's here? Anybody here? Good. Everybody good. I, I, I was thinking of opening up the phones later. Uh, maybe people... I mean, remember what happened the last time I opened the phones, okay? I'm still wounded by it. That I... Nobody called when I opened up the phones. I, I talk about it every show. I talk about it with my therapist, too. So, I have to get over it. And maybe one way to get over it is to open the phones. 
Maybe I'll open the phones in the second hour because I want to. I want to hear what you guys think because I, when I was on Twitter um, after Joe Biden announced, and obviously I'm I'm for Bernie, okay? Because I believe that consistency matters in someone's life. We can trust Bernie. He's not um, a political. He's. I mean, yes, obviously he's a political animal. He's in politics, but I believe he is. A politician, he is a rep- a true representative of the people, working for the people. He's not taking, he's not having private meetings with health insurance racket CEOs. He's not getting his funding from the elite who want the status quo. They don't like Trump, but they would accept Trump. They just don't want the. They would accept his policies. They like his policies. They want. Uh, they just don't want all the chaos. You see, they don't they don't like democracy either. So don't don't get it. Don't mishear this, that they are happy being the the unnamed oligarchs of this country. What do you think? What what kind of country has a something called a donor class? Okay, this is always gets me. When, we, of course, all over the corporate media, we talk about, well, the donor class, what do they think? They all love Joe Biden. What do the donor class think of, uh, of this policy or universal health care? And, uh, and when they talk about the donor class, why are they not following that with what the F is a democracy, so-called democracy, doing with the donor class? Why do we have a donor class? This is because the... Fourth Estate, the so-called, um, the only, well, not the so-called Fourth Estate, the only profession enshrined in our founding documents as being essential for freedom, that, and not, not, not guns, not the goddamn gun manufacturers, that, that's not enshrined in, uh, oh, the gun manu, well, the Second Amendment, that's a whole other story, it's, uh, I, I don't know why what part of well-regulated militia gets neglected, but that's another story, right? But the only profession that is enshrined for necessary for freedom is uh, the media, well, uh, the press. And they have, they have completely abdicated their, uh, their, their constitutionally ascribed Re, uh, responsibility and obligation, as have the both parties, for the for the the all all of the Republicans and a bulk of the Democrats. And when they say, "Oh, um, this is well," Joe is he's a centrist. He's um, not like that that left socialism. What they never say what they're talking about. What is so left and so off the chart? about universal health care, universal higher education, policies that other countries have for decades and generations because, uh, because they understand that you invest in each other and they're not dumbasses like this country. And the more I watch this country, the more I think we deserve Trump. We effing deserve him. Because we earned it, right? We allowed it to happen. We, I mean, really. Uh, honestly, I was going to talk about, too, the, I, what really pissed me off. I mean, I know I'm all over the place, too. I, I, I want to, I think we'll talk about when I open the phones in the second hour, hopefully somebody will call in. Because if you don't call in, that's it. 
I'm never opening the phones again. If nobody calls in, let's, this is the warning. I'm doing away with the phones. Period. You see what a mood I'm in? Maybe I won't do away with them. I don't know. I'm, I'm terrible. I'm sorry. But, yeah, we need a new New Deal. We need a, a, a Green New Deal. We need uh, left wing policies to build this country up from the ground up. We need a economically vibrant and intelligent, educated working class that knows its value, that is united, that understands that we are in this together, that we're fighting the, that not just um, uh, overseas adversaries, we're fighting the, the power of moneyed interests that they have always been the uh, enemies of democracy, infiltrate, and they, they've already, it's done. They have infiltrated this government from within, and they have, they've taken it over. Because we have a donor class, for Christ's sakes. The fact that they, and, and nobody says that without blinking, that without, without giving a double take. They say it with a, with, as if it's a, the natural state of, uh, um, of affairs, that it was like part of the Constitutional Convention or something. Well, what about the donor class? Won't somebody think of the donor class? But I'm sick of it. So the, uh, when I saw, the, you know, I, I don't understand. Okay, so what was I saying? I know I'm, I'm a little bit, but the, so I was on Twitter. I, uh, a bunch of people, I, all of a sudden I lost a few followers. I know because I was, I was uh, not attacking. I was giving my opinion about Joe Biden, that he is the worst thing to happen to us in 2020, if we want to win this election. I believe that. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I will vote for him if he's the nominee, because what else, what other choice do I have? But we're in big, it's, we're in bigger trouble. And honestly, if, uh, I do believe that, because think about it, the, um, Twitter won, quote unquote, despite receiving fewer votes, because apparently a lot of disaffected working class morons, for lack of a better word, um, voted, switched from voting for Barack Obama to voting for Twitter. Why? Now, this is all the fault of the neoliberal Democratic Party. What, what did Obama run on in 20-whatever-the-hell it was? Who remembers? Um, it, change. Change we can believe in. So here we have, for, for, for decades, back and forth, change. change and, and they all run on change in one form or another. But all of the while, the working class gets, becomes more entrenched as the working poor. We have the, 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 the gap between rich and poor getting wider and wider. Retirement becoming a quaint, uh, you know, as quaint as uh, the American dream. Uh, and, and all of the, uh, you know, the promises that w- the American people once, once believed were their birthright become further and further away. They can't, it's, they're not actualized. So when you have someone like 
Obama coming in, and he after Bush, right, who was a disaster, and then you have and 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 people don't remember. I mean, maybe they remember. I know Trump wants us all to forget. Let me take off this jacket. It's getting hot in here. Uh, that um, that you know the economy was hemorrhaging seven hundred and fifty thousand jobs a month. We were on the verge of a second Republican Great Depression, and Obama and uh, the, the with the stimulus helped. Uh, but a lot of the uh, the the bailouts were all to, for the banks. They weren't for the people. People were people lost their homes, and uh, and in there the uh, you had uh, other Americans attacking other Americans. Remember that whole Tea Party ruse was built on the that that, that asshole on CNBC yelling, "Mr. President, do you hear me? Can you hear us? We don't want to pay anybody's mortgage." And but a lot of these. People were duped into getting mortgages that they couldn't afford because it was beneficial to the banksters, and that's all that mattered. Banksters were selling these junk mortgages, and, and, and it's all, it all really boils down to deregulation and greed. Who deregulated, uh, who, who, who undid Glass-Steagall? Who, they, these regulations put in after the first Republican Great De- Depression so it wouldn't happen again. So what the hell do you think was going to happen? Of course things will ravel, unravel again, just like they're going to unravel now. So as they deregulate and deregulate, I don't want to hear this bullshit that deregulation means prosperity. In fact, it, it's quite the opposite because who cleans up the messes left behind by the greed? We regulate because we want a certain standard of civilization. Don't we get to live in civil? I mean, what's, what the hell is the point of having a nation and a civilization what, there's no regulation? I mean, every time you drive down the street, there's regulation. There's a stop sign. There's a friggin' red light. And, it, oh, well, I don't, want, I don't like this regulation here. It would be chaos on the road. So, but that's what Republicans like. And then, of course, for many years, you had the DLC Democrats th- literally spitting in the face. Well, I don't know, literally, maybe. Maybe they spit in the face of New Deal Democrats, literally, but figuratively, um, ter- well, they definitely turned their back on the New Deal and decided to be a little less disgusting as, I mean, Republicans are all full out. Like, they'll slam you into a wall at 90 miles an hour as opposed to the 50 miles an hour that the DLC Democrats would slam you into a wall. And here we are. So every time you get a, a different, they, they say that it's uh, back and forth. Oh, we, you know, we first we go to Republicans and then it swings back and then it swings back there. And that's because people are looking for solutions. They want to be properly represented. But we're not, we have not been properly represented for generations now, since the, the great prosperity, since Reagan started this trickle-down bullshit. He trickled on our legs and, well, he urinated on our legs and told us it was trickling, right? So, 
That's uh, so. Of course, when what is Obama? He 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 runs on change. What the hell is that? It was like a national Rorschach test. We all projected our our, our hopes and f- dreams, and f- and of course the the fascists like the Trump Banzies, that contingent. Uh, they projected all their horrible, their fears and their nightmares, and. Uh, you know, he was that probably the best Republican president we've had since Eisenhower, right? Because he, what he did was give the de- the the American people more Republican policies, hoping that the Republicans would work with him, and and it was really frustrating to watch, obviously, because, I mean, I was hoping that Obama would be a ne- the next FDR. Of course, he wasn't. He was a Moderate Republican. And, uh, and I mean, talk about naive uh, thinking that the Republicans were going to work with him if he only gave them the exact policies that they, that they had proposed themselves. And I don't know, I guess it took him about seven and a half years to figure it out that, they, that the, the, he was SOL in that state. So, um, and we're SOL. That's the problem. So here we are. And why do you think the the American morons voted for Twitler after voting for Obama? They they wanted change, but they got nothing. What did they get? Yeah, okay. The the economy turned around, but the we were still the least upwardly mobile. And then you had the. Of course, there was this. And maybe I'm being a little unfair in some sense, but the. You know, you had the Fox News constantly barraging with this propaganda uh, upon propaganda. So you can never get anywhere. So it didn't matter what the hell he was doing, that he was just spitting out Republican policies for them. But um, the you have the right-wingers saying that he's a socialist. He's a socialist. I wish. That's what I used to say. I wish he was a socialist. But And here we are when the we need... We need some real socialist policies, and we got uh, uh, because we're really plumbing, plummeting towards fascism. Not towards. We're here. We have literally think about it. this. Is what why I'm so ag- agitated. We were attacked in this election, the last election. We had an anti-democratic foreign dictator uh, wage a cyber war. A, a psyops war against the American moron through social media, and they fell for it, of course, because they're dumb. And I mean, it's almost like you can't help it, though. They can't help it because they the uh, anything that will make them not be dumb has been whittled away. There's no money for education, and when uh, we talk about the propaganda machine attacking. Uh, attacking the, uh, um, you know, Obama. Well, thank you, Bill Clinton. Thanks, Bill Clinton. You're the one who did it, deregulating the media. So what do you think will happen when we have all of the the stop gaps that prevent the fascism uh, from breaking out or prevent the destruction of democracy? Uh, I, I mean, it's like you never learn, right? You never from the first Republican Great Depression that there is the like like FDR said the power of organized money is uh, just as well. How did he put it? Um, dangerous as the power of organized mob. So 
It's true. But I guess we don't learn. And now we have so many morons thinking they're just, instead of, uh, even though they want their socialist Social Security and their socialist Medicare, they, they, they believe themselves to be temporarily embarrassed millionaires rather than working class dupes who, if they just understood that we are in this together, that they have more in common with the migrants trying to flee their their oppressed state and get a little bit of freedom here, that they have more in common with those people than they do ever do with the Twitlers of the world or the the CEOs at Joe Biden's little meet and greet that we weren't invited to. My God. Yes, I'll give you the m- number. It's not. I'm not going to give it yet because why would you call in? I'm not. Uh, I'm going to open the phones after the, um, after the break. I believe we will open up the phones. Right? What do you think, everybody? So, because I'm I'm interested in finding out. Um, maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> I mean, on top of. Whatever I, I'm sure I'm, I'm not I'm not crazy, but I'm not. Uh, I mean, I work on it. I work on myself. I work on myself. But I mean, crazy in in regard to this Joe Biden thing because I I am I I have fear that he will he's the death knell that of this democracy. The grand experiment in liberal democracy is gone is going bye bye. Because we don't need a centrist. And so let me, let me just, uh, there's so many things I want to talk about. I mean, on top of it, um, of course, it doesn't matter that, that Joe Biden is not Twitler. That's his message. I'm not Trump. Okay. So neither is friggin' Amy Klobuchar. Neither is Beto O'Rourke or whatever, who is another annoying person to me, in my opinion, who will never be president, okay? Could you imagine? But who will, who could beat Trump, I believe, maybe I'm misinformed, is Bernie. Yes, I love Bernie, I, but I believe you get Bernie on, and oh, God, oh, he's a socialist. It doesn't matter. Trump is a fascist, is a racist who praises Nazis. Did that was that did that stop him? People are not going to vote for the status quo. They want someone who isn't bought. As soon as it comes out, and it will, because it's not just this is the time to we're weeding out the pack. We have to get the best candidate to beat Donald Trump, and it's not Joe Biden, in my opinion. Because of his baggage, because he is meeting with lobbyists and has a, a, a long history of just of being somebody who we can thank for propelling right wing policies that put us exactly in this position. So he's a nice guy. He's fun. He's a funny, nice old uncle. Who cares? Um. First of all, for for one thing, it really irritates me that the whole Anita Hill thing that really gets on my nerves because he, if we have to well, – let's have an institutional memory. You know, just like when it used to piss me off when Hillary would complain about Fox News and I would say, thank your husband, for Christ's sakes. I'd yell at the goddamn TV. 
Thank your husband. We don't, we don't put it together. We don't put the pieces of the puzzle together. And that's why we're here in this position. There is a hi- historical context that matters. It should matter to us when things happen. Like, for instance, we in New York, I mean, there used to be, I'm, I'm just, I don't have the, the exact stats in front of me. They, every now and then we'll have a blackout, right? And in all my, my youth growing up, we would have, a, a, besides we had a black, we had a giant blackout here in New York when I was very little. And it, it lasted a couple of days or maybe even just one day. The whole New York City went out. Then there was another blackout uh, when I, uh, you know, maybe ten years ago or so. But there's there have been blackouts periodically. And then, but here's the situation: during George W. Bush, they deregulated. So Con Edison is a private public utility, right? It's a private public partnership, and. One of the things the Republicans did is they deregulated it so that they that the Con Edison didn't have to go around and regularly update their infrastructure. So when there were blackouts, so we had a blackout here. I can't remember exactly. It was a while ago, but and it lasted for like a week, and it was terrible. And um, so, but anyway. Uh, I was going around telling people and anybody who would listen at the time, it was, this is the result of the fact that the Republicans deregulated this utility, this private public utility, uh, so that they did not have to go around and update their infrastructure periodically. Um, and when, the, when something would happen, it's, you're not... You, you have to go in and fix it when it's uh, – you could have been fixing it all along. So that's why the blackouts got longer and longer and longer. And everybody just walks around unconscious of the fact how that actually is a cause and effect. Everything is cause and effect in the world. So, yeah, um, of course, when you do not regularly inspect your infrastructure and repair it – Due to because you're regulated to do so, of course they're going to cut corners and not do it. So, and well, who pays the price? We the sheeple, we the peons. In the long run, we got to sit around in a friggin' blackout for a week because and and think this is normal. This is the new normal, right? And nobody puts it together. So then we get uh, you know then we get Hillary on TV complaining. Or even Obama complaining about Fox News, how there's an entire infrastructure propaganda channel dedicated to destroying them. Well, thank your husband, for Christ's sakes. Thank him. And then you think about Anita Hill and how Joe Biden, uh, you know, what the hell did he do for us? He, oh, listen to my voice. My God, I'm sorry. He shaped this country for generations. How many people lost their right to vote or were gerrymandered out of having a a say? Or any, I mean, we can go on and on and on about how the, how uh, Joe Biden made it possible for a Justice Clarence Thomas, Justice uh, uh, Uncle Clarence Thomas, who, what, um, 
we're not supposed. We're all supposed to be unconscious of this, though, right? What, because oh well, it's not just about Anita Hill. Yes. Um, he should apologize to her because he didn't even allow other witnesses to go up there who who um, could corroborate that Justice Uncle Clarence Thomas was a filthy pervert who has no business being on the Supreme Court except for the fact that he is a Republican loyalist. That's it. And what does it mean to be a Republican loyalist? You're not loyal to democracy or the or America. You're not loyal to this country. You're loyal to the oligarchy and the powerful elite. So what? I mean, what are you doing then, Joe Biden, with the with the Comcast lobbyists and the health insurance racket CEO? What are you talking about? Uh, that's just as offensive to me on t- uh, as 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 it is listening to Twitler go on about Putin and then stealing, uh, having secret meetings with Putin and then stealing the uh, transcripts. What are you talking about with Putin? Uh, it's, uh, it's all these, un, uh, these backroom deals going on that we have our lives. Uh, they, don't, they don't fear us. They, and our lives, we're nothing but fodder to them. We're pawns. We're peons. We oh they have to give us a wink and a nod that oh this uh, this election until they take care of that right until they finally rig it and and voter suppress us out of existence and we're an official oligarchy which will happen it is we're on our way and believe me when if when, if if Twitler gets a second term. As Michael Cohen says, there will not be a peaceful transfer of power at all. If he, even if he has to leave. There will not be a peaceful transfer. I mean, look what he has done to this country as it is. Praising General Lee? A traitor. A literal traitor to this country who put who who went to war, <clears throat> excuse me, with this country, so the South can own other human beings. And this in and in, in their mission statement in their declaration, the South, uh, of course, they uh, their own. I, I know a lot of right wingers like to they like to you know rewrite history. Uh, as they always do, because they're always on the wrong side of history. And I'm just cornerstone uh, speech. Yeah, the, the, what's his name? Uh, the vice president of the Confederacy in one of, the, I mean, in all of the documents that where the southern states secede, uh, their racism is all over it. How? But in one of the very famous speeches by uh, Vice President, what's his name, Alexander Stevens, he said that uh, that the South is the cornerstone, I'm just looking it up so I don't get it wrong, is, well, whatever, it's built on the cornerstone, I'm just paraphrasing now, that the Negro is inferior to the white man. That's, That's who... That's who Twitler is praising. 
And of course, he's revising history, saying that these these, you know, very fine people went to Charlottesville because they were protesting, taking down the statue of this great American general who happened to be a fucking traitor. I mean, I'm sorry. Listen to my voice and my cursing, but I can't take it. That we we ha- I, did you ever think you would see a day where a American so-called president is praising Nazis and praising a traitor? Why don't you say that uh, General Rama? Why don't you have a friggin' statue to the Nazi generals? Why don't we just go right there? What's the difference? I mean, oh my God. I can't take it. What, I mean, really, what, I, I was just thinking of the Republican, uh, remember, it just flashed in my mind, when the, the Republican uh, debates, when they had like 50 candidates for their fascist party, and uh, they, they asked all these pasty old white men, and I think the one black guy, uh, I can't remember, what was his name? Well, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, He's now the the he's now sucking money out of uh, our the housing authority. I can't remember his name. Whatever, it doesn't matter. And uh, oh yeah, oh god, you know um, they said they asked, "What do you? Uh, who's your favorite American female? Um, you know, in in history, who is your who is your hero? A female?" They asked, and they. None of them, they all said Rosa Parks. Well, one of them said Rosa Parks. So then they all, oh, yeah, Rosa Parks, Rosa Parks. They all jumped on that because they don't know. They don't know. And, and then half of them said Margaret Thatcher, who's not even American, you stupid bastards. That's what I'm saying. They, what does it matter? They don't, they don't love America. They hate this country. Margaret Thatcher. Oh, yeah, we just we pulled Margaret, Margaret Thatcher out of her ass because she's a right-wing fascist like us. It doesn't matter if she's uh, the English prime minister, whatever. But they all, they said Rosa Parks. When you know if they were living in the time of Rosa Parks, that they, they'd be the bus driver. They're the bus driver in that situation. They're the, they'd be the ones that would be, they'd be cheering the bus driver, you know, because standing up for the law, the rule of law. Everybody should know their place. She's breaking the law. Yeah, Rosa Parks. Yeah, they're real heroes of theirs, right? She's a real hero for the, for the Republicans. But I'm telling you, man. Uh, what was I going to say? So, yeah, many things piss me off. One of the other things, I'm just looking at the clock, so. Because I, I, I'll open the phones in the second hour. But the other thing that pissed me off, because then I thought, you know what? Maybe we friggin' deserve this Trump you know what I mean? We kind of do, because I saw that Bernie, they, all, of, all of the candidates went to speak at the She the People forum, and, and Bernie got booed for saying that he, was, that he marched with Martin Luther King. Well, maybe you should have been a Goldwater girl. May, I don't know. Would he get cheered then? How do you get booed for spending your entire life fighting for social justice, civil rights, and uh, economic uh, justice, right? How do you get booed for that? They don't like them. I don't know why. I don't get it. I really don't get it. And, and, uh, and I thought, well, I guess we deserve what we get in this situation. So they, they'd rather go with 
a, a Joe Biden or even a Hillary, right? I mean, when we had a candidate that would have won, Bernie would have won, in my opinion. Because in an outsider election, you do not run the ultimate insider. But the Democratic establishment couldn't hear it. And I'm listening to it again, um, and I hear the same excuses. We, oh, Joe, I heard it today. Somebody was saying, Joe Biden is a, he, he's, he's the most qualified candidate in the Democratic field. This is what somebody said. The mo- How many times did we hear that about Hillary? She's the most qualified. She knows foreign policy. She's, I mean, yeah. We knew that. She was smart. She would have, I'm sure, have been a decent president. She's not, she wouldn't have embarrassed us. She wouldn't have praised Nazis. She wouldn't have destroyed health care. She wouldn't, I mean, and on and on. She wouldn't be in Putin's pocket. She wouldn't be denying that the Russians attacked us during the election. She wouldn't be, uh, I mean, uh, on and on. She would, she'd know how to spell she wouldn't be an international laughing stock. Yes, of course. But um, it didn't matter. She's the most qualified. People were done. They were sick of it. They, they, especially with Hillary, and they were just sick of the insiders. And, of course, the, they thought that Trump was going to shake things up. Yeah, he shook it up, all right, like, a, like when you shake a baby and the baby dies. So because um, this this so-called Democratic Republic was still in its infancy when Trump got his filthy, tiny paws around our shoulders and started to shake. And now what um, we're done for. So we're about again. Here we go with the DNC talking about he's so qualified and I'm having deja vu, and it, I hate it. It doesn't feel good. I couldn't get out of bed for two days after that moron was elected to, despite receiving fewer votes. And I know that, you know, uh, as far as Republicans are concerned, they love that. They love that liberals, oh, I'm drinking liberal tears over here. But you know what? You're drinking those tears too, scumbag. You, you're drinking your own tears. You think you win? When you're, uh, I mean, have fun drinking that coal ash being dumped into streams and good luck taking your granny to get her, her uh, with her social security check to the financial planner who doesn't have her fiduciary interest at heart anymore. So he can just glom it up for himself. I mean, we can go on and on and on. Good luck, sucker. Getting a fair shake in this kiss up, kick down oligarchy. As they're all laughing all the way to the bank on your stupid back. And you think because you're a, you're a white man, oh, you finally, you know, drink up those liberal tears, bitch. Because no one's a bigger bitch than you. Because you don't even know that you're a sucker. You know, you're too stupid enough to fight. And they're, they're the furthest things from being a patriot. That's the other thing. Uh, these uh, American, uh, they wear their, their flags like a hooker wears or high heels to go out on the stroll looking for dupes like you. <sighs> yeah, no one will ever love you like I will, right? They say, like Trump says. 
and uh, he's on. He's he's the he is a danger. He's the biggest threat to this country. And what is the most disturbing is is listening to the morons protect him and praise him for what? Oh, he the economy. The economy is because he was left an economy that was on the rise, and all he did was funnel more money into the hands of the, those who didn't need it, while the, oh, 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 well, ra- wages are finally going up. So they ticked up 1% uh, percent or whatever the hell it is, when it's, if it kept up with inflation or productivity, the, the minimum wage would be $35 an hour. But you can't even, what could you do? With your, I mean, uh, I guess everybody's got to drive an Uber, right? Which, it just drives me insane. So, the and that's why, that's the other thing, is why I'm very disturbed. He's not, that's why Joe Biden will not win. Because we're not, the reason Obama was able to kick George Bush's ass so roundly was because the economy was in free fall. And that's what happens whenever Republicans give them time, give this time, this neoliberal fascist kiss up, kick down policies never work for the majority of the people. They don't work. Oh, so what happened when? Uh, oh, so Trump gave a big tax. I mean, half half of these com- these multi billion dollar companies don't even pay any taxes. So, but some of them, oh, they raised their minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour because you know that thing that Bernie said years ago that was so pie in the sky. Now it's become the 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 thing that these these fascist oligarchs do. They scramble to stave off. The revolution that is necessary that we need. They're trying to they they're kissing you before they f you. That's what it is. And you think that they should have raised the the minimum wage decades ago, and it should be a lot higher than that. Because trust me, trust all of us. They don't need billions of dollars. There's no reason why a CEO needs a goddamn billion dollars. There is no reason why any human being on the planet needs a billion dollars while people are struggling and we don't have money we don't have enough money so everybody can have health care and an education but some one sucker has one billion dollars oh they earned it no they didn't no they didn't the game is rigged in their favor that's not earning you're not earning it if you're paying a lower tax rate than everyone else on the friggin country if you're not paying your fair share, zero. They pay zero. And then you have the billionaires. And what do they do with that mad money? They buy politicians and corrupt government to ensure that it stays that way. And then they, and they buy the avenues of, of communication. So we have all over the media, oh, thank God Joe Biden's in the race. Thank, we need a centrist. The centrist will save us. No, a centrist will not save us. That's what we heard the last time. And, and not even that. We need, we need universal health care. We need higher education. We need a minimum wage. We need, a, uh, we need FDR's second bill of rights, for Christ's sake. God in heaven, help me. So when I see that on Twitter, uh, b- people booing Bernie, 
uh, what are you going to do for, uh, for, for black women? Well, what, what, look at the record. And none of them, none of the people complaining or booing, the, why are you booing? I want to know why. What is so offensive about spending your life fighting for the working class? That's so offensive to you? Then we deserve what we get, for Christ's sakes. We deserve it. That's what I saw when I, when I saw these people booing. I was like, we deserve this. I guess we do. It's sort of like, you know, during when Nazis took over Germany, there were a lot of good Germans, quote unquote, that said, they, they declared, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on. They liked the economy because Twitler, I mean, Twitter, what's his name? <laughs> Hitler. Got, got the economy going. You know, he started a lot of public works pro- programs. He built the Autobahn. There was, you know, people were back, and it felt like Germany had, they were, they were back, right? Germany was back. And it's, and, and that, it's a lot different than now because Twitler is selling nothing but bullshit. I mean, he's just so full of shit, it's not even funny. Up until, up to the point, even, he's even saying he's a young man now. As long as, it doesn't matter what he says. It doesn't matter what the truth is. He could just say it. That's what he thinks. And we're all just freaking hypnotized. So he has all his minions out there saying, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, what's the difference? You're getting help from uh, anti-democratic foreign dictators who hate this country and want to destroy it. I mean, what's the big deal? Hey, hey, hey. Oh, no harm, no foul. And, the, and then the Democrats are like, hey, you know what? We'll, we'll beat him at the ballot box. Really? They, should, they need to impeach his ass um, because what, does it, what message does it send? We have no laws. That's it. So you could just uh, – different rules for different people. You could be a traitor. You could obstruct justice. You can uh, lie consistently. You can, I mean, tell your people to lie. You can try to create back channels with anti-democratic foreign dictators. I mean, on and on. And nothing is done. We'll beat them at the ballot box with a centrist who gave us the likes of Uncle Justice Clarence Thomas, who who passed a, uh, who was a big champion of the bankruptcy bill. I don't know if you remember that. Used to be able to declare bankruptcy when people got into a lot of credit card debt. And now you can't declare bankruptcy. You can't, you can't, uh, or you can't, what was the other thing? Um, you, the, the bankruptcy was, you can't um, declare, put your student loans that, that can't be discharged in bankruptcy. I mean, who does that help? Because, well, Joe Biden, is a, he, gets, he gets a lot of money from these credit card companies, right? So the, um, that doesn't help we the people. This is what we need. He, this is the reason we're in, we are the least upwardly mobile with the widest income gap of all industrialized nations is because of these centrist kiss-up, kick-down policies for, for generations. And honestly, it's really depressing to think that I, I, I'm not going to live to see it turn around. And I mean, only because I'm not, uh, I'm finite. I'm a finite human being. And I, I, I can't think that, I, I, that it's going to turn around. Especially if we get a, another four years of, tr- of Twitler. This planet can't 
take it. We are suffering. The, co- the country is suffering. The environment, the voting rights, health care, on and on and on. Unions. We're, 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 we're going to be done for. We will be done for. It's over. And I'm not the only one who thinks that way. Not that that mean, means anything. I mean, yeah, but where is that? I wanted to read something. Maybe I can't find it. Uh, let me see. Well, while I'm looking it up. Um, yeah, the, where is this? There was this article I thought was interesting. Oh, yeah, like, he's running on a promise to be kind. That's, that's, uh, that's Biden's thing. Oh, I'm, I'm just a kind person. Well, I, you think that people who voted for Trump after voting for Barack Obama, they're going to get into that booth and be like, no, they're going to be like, oh, the economy's doing well. Uh, you know, why change? That's what they're going to do. I'm not going to vote for Joe Biden because uh, he's a nice guy. But there's an article in Jacobin Magazine by Branko Marquette. Mar- is that how you pronounce it? Mark Etic. And it says, Joe Biden is running for president after a contrived months-long will he or won't, won't he. The former vice president finally announced today, officially entering the 2020, whatever, whatever. We know that. Despite the goodwill and name recognition among Democrats, one through eight loyal years at Obama's side, Biden, whose last two presidential campaigns spectacularly crashed and burned and unspectacularly petered out, respectively, that's another thing, right, will find this time around much harder going. The reasons for that are also reasons why Biden is uniquely ill-suited as the leader in this current moment, moment, and that I agree a hundred percent. We're still in that moment of change, where people don't want establishment candidates. These, these, it doesn't matter. Trump's a very unpopular so-called president. He, but he has never gone below the thirty-five percent. But he, of course, he's never. You know, gone higher than uh, a certain, I can't remember, I think it's 45% or whatever. But it doesn't mean that the same people who didn't vo- who voted for him aren't going to vote for him again. They will. If they think that things are improving uh, or whatever, they keep, that's what they keep hearing. They didn't, they didn't become less racist. In order to vote for him the first time, you had to be okay with the fact that he th- said that Mexicans are rapists and, and uh, I guess some of them are nice people. You had to be okay that he was a, uh, uh, you know, effing a porn star. and uh, I mean, you, you had to be okay with all of it, uh, that he was unfit and couldn't spell and everything else. But let me see. If Biden has an ethos, it's an antiquated, anachronistic centrism, not even focused on finding a pragmatic middle that is most of the public that most of the public can get behind, but on the reaching across the aisle 
uh, but on reaching across the aisle. In other words, somewhere between centrist Democrats and an increasingly far-right GOP lies the sensible, moderate, center-right voter that he believes populates the country. Here's the clue. Most of the country are registered independents. There are more Democrats than Republicans registered, but the majority identify as independents. So that's the, the they're not centrists. They want health care, as we see. They want a decent middle class life. They when Joe Biden gets up against Trump, um, it's it's not Trump is still going to look like the outsider, the populist. <sighs> That's why I believe Bernie is the only candidate that will win, that could win against him, because he's, he's authentic, and he's not bought. And it doesn't matter if he's a socialist. He, he says what he is, and he is what he is, and he doesn't care, and people don't care. Therefore, they believe he is, and in fact, Bernie is the most well-respected um, political, whatever, uh, politician in the country. But on both sides, because he is authentic. That's how I, I, and I also believe that that's what we need. We need a, a, someone who is a champion of the middle class, of the, not even middle class, what am I saying? There is no middle class, the working class. The middle class is gone. It's over, people. All right, guys, I'm going to take a break. Let's see what we got here. And when we come back, I guess, well, I should probably put up the phone number. God damn it. I probably should have put it up. So get everybody. I, I guess people can call in during the break. So let me see. The number, yeah, I'm just double checking that it is the right number. 718-395-7654. What the hell? Wait a minute. That's not the right number. Wait, call in. That can't be the number. Wait, hold on, guys. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to figure this out. I think that's the number. Don't call in yet because I'm got i going to go look and see if I have the right number. Okay, listen. My name is Tara Devlin. I will see you in about eight minutes. We're going to have the, you know, the same thing, the Green News Report. And uh, we're going to have Labor History in Two, Green News with Brad and Desi, and Labor History with um, Rick Smith. So um, I, I'm Tara Devon. I'll see you, you know, it's eight minutes, so I'll be able to figure out the numbers in that time. And uh, we'll see you on the other side. Uh, look forward to talking to you. It's Thursday, April 25, 2019. Once it's made landfall, it's going to be dumping torrential rain over the same areas of northern Mozambique day after day after day. Mozambique, already facing a humanitarian crisis, braces for its second powerful cyclone in one month. Loss of Arctic permafrost could cost the global economy trillions. More than a 1,000 arrested as massive climate protests end in London. Plus, we're going to make L.A. the green jobs capital of America. 
Los Angeles moves ahead with its own Green New Deal to combat climate change. All of those Green New Deals and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Basically what the proposal wants to do is send airplanes into the stratosphere, spraying it with aerosols like you're adding extra clouds to block more of that sunlight. So your solution to save the planet is to spray more sh- into the atmosphere. What's the point of saving Earth if the whole thing looks like New Jersey? Gratuitous New Jersey slam. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, uh, this looks very, very bad in Mozambique, uh, coming on the heels of this last cyclone. That is correct. In Africa, Mozambique, one of the poorest nations in the world, is still reeling from powerful cyclone E-Day that killed, as officials say, nearly a 1,000 people back in March. They're now bracing for a second major hurricane, forecast to make landfall as a Category 4. Cyclone Kenneth is forecast to stall, dumping as much as three feet of rain, One meteorologist compared it to Houston getting hit with a Category 3 hurricane just weeks after Hurricane Harvey. Three feet of rain. Potentially. Wow. In Quebec, Canada, nearly 3,000 homes are flooded due to a quick warm-up in temperatures and heavy rains that caused rapid snowmelt. The province's premier is now proposing buyouts for homeowners in flood-prone areas after repeated flooding disasters. The nation of Vietnam this week set a new all-time high national temperature record, 110 degrees Fahrenheit, and it's only April. Most places in Vietnam don't see their hottest temperatures until July. In Greenland, a new study out this week warns that melting of the Greenland ice sheet has accelerated over the last 30 years, and it's now melting six times faster than it was in the 1980s. That's, of course, due to man-made global warming of the atmosphere and the oceans. The researchers said the results hold troubling implications for the rate of sea level rise, especially when combined with potential ice loss from Antarctica. It's almost as if everything you have warned about on the Green News Report over the last 10 years has been exactly true. And it's not just me, it's pretty much every scientist in the world. Well, Don't tell the Trump administration or any of the Republicans. A different new study conducted by a mix of scientists and economists projects that melting permafrost in the Arctic alone could ultimately cost the global economy $70 trillion in losses. Seven zero trillion. Correct. That's because thawing Arctic permafrost releases greenhouse gases, which in turn triggers more warming, which in turn releases more gases, potentially tripping the system into a feedback loop that intensifies over time with cascading global consequences from rising seas to extreme weather disasters. The study warns policymakers that the cost of cutting emissions is far less than the cost of the impacts of man-made global warming. Why don't you ever do nice stories about, you know... Uh, lawn care and uh, planting flowers in the garden. In London, the group Extinction Rebellion on Wednesday said they were voluntarily ending their massive nine-day-long direct action protest and civil disobedience that brought parts of the city to a standstill and saw more than a thousand people arrested. The group's leaders claimed success, saying in a statement, quote, around the planet, a long-awaited and much-needed conversation has begun. And not a moment too soon. They certainly captured British law 
lawmakers' attention. Good. Swedish teen climate activist Greta Thunberg was in London to participate in the protests, and she was invited to speak to members of parliament. In a quiet but blistering speech, Thunberg pushed adults to wake up and faulted them for failing to take swift action. Now we probably don't even have a future anymore, because that future was sold so that a small number of people could make unimaginable amounts of money. Finally, Los Angeles is moving to create its own Green New Deal. L.A.'s Democratic Mayor Eric Garcetti outlined an ambitious set of proposals to prepare the nation's second largest city for climate change impact, transition away from fossil fuels, retrofit buildings, and clean up pollution, all with an eye to social justice. Our Green New Deal supports everyone. That means putting those most impacted by this crisis at the front of the line for solar power, new trees, and cool pavement. There is no question this is the fight of our lives, and we're ready for it. You know, just the past week alone in New York City and Los Angeles, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's Green New Deal is already seeing effects around this nation. Change happens slowly until it happens quickly. For much more on all of these stories, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1971. That was the day the Occupational Safety and Health Act went into effect. At the time, it was estimated that 14,000 workers died annually on the job, 2.2 million workers were permanently or temporarily disabled, and a half a million developed occupational diseases each year. It was estimated that at least 25 million serious injuries and deaths went unreported each year. Many of the standards, regulations, and enforcements OSHA now has have come as a result of intense, continuous pressure waged by the labor movement. The Oil, Chemical, and Atomic Workers Union was the first to test out the new bill when they filed a complaint against the Allied Chemical Company in Moundsville, West Virginia in May of 1971. Among the many hazards at the facility, pools of mercury on the shop floor were common occurrences. OSHA issued its first citation against Allied Chemical under the General Duty Clause. The first OSHA standard issued came a year later for asbestos. Today, the AFL-CIO notes that for the year 2015, 4,836 workers were killed on the job. There is only one OSHA inspector for every 76,000 workers, and on average, it would take OSHA 145 years to inspect every workplace in the country. But new rules protecting workers from silica dust and beryllium have been established, as have strong reporting and record-keeping standards. There are stricter coal dust standards and anti-retaliation protections for workplace whistleblowers. The Trump administration is currently looking to overturn all of it. You can take action this Workers' Memorial Day to protect working conditions on the job by finding an event in your area by going to aflcio.org. Like what you hear? Check out more at laborhistoryin2.com. All right, guys, thanks for hanging out. My name is Tara Devlin. I'm really glad you stuck around and that you keep coming back every week. I appreciate it. 
So thank you for all your support. And uh, keep on keeping on. on. Hopefully my voice will come back one day. Maybe Maybe I'll be happy one day. I do think about leaving this country, I have to say, as you guys know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I go back and forth. I think I wore the uniform of this freaking country, of this, this, I mean, I, and it's, so, it's really tragic because I used, when I was a child, because I didn't know a lot of things, I didn't know our true history, but and the complication the complicated history but i what i knew of this country was that i thought we were the good guys i thought that i i was um i i was proud that we didn't torture prisoners and that we were on that we liberated the uh the europe from nazis or helped liberate that we had standards that when, and even, um, I mean, there was a different, I, I mean, yes, of course, we have a very racist ass history and that I believe is part of the reason why we, we've never confronted our racist ass history. That's why we are as sick as we are now. We aren't mature enough. The con- it's like any adult. If you, if you can't, it, it it's for instance for I'll put it personally um as a person in recovery I was, I am a recovering addict right and people know I talk about it but I part of the recovery you have to really look at yourself and, and in the community of recovering people we talk you talk about taking an inventory discarding the things that don't work, keeping the things that work, cleaning up your side of the street, all that stuff that has to happen if you want to be a successful, emotionally mature adult, right? And have a successful life. And we all have our ups and downs, of course, but I believe that this is why the United States is as sick as we are and, and, and as vulnerable as we are to the machinations of the of an authoritarian to the siren song of authoritarianism which is really the big daddy that will come save you from yourself that you don't with the big daddy that you don't look at the the bad parts that you don't you know, it's you put your fingers in your ears and you say USA 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 na 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 am I listening and that's not how you that's not how we would ever survive as a functioning democracy. I just met someone recently from Germany. I was and I love talking to people from other countries and she was we were talking about that what's going on here and she's she's a teacher in Germany and we they know a little bit about uh, authoritarianism in Germany and she was saying we teach uh, uh, it's it's a an, an integral part of their education is teaching about what happened and in, in the in World War Two in in the 30s how the Nazis took power ha- and taking responsibility for the for their crimes and this country has never done that we don't even know our real history 
So, all right. Um, we don't. We, what we've done in South America. Why are there so many migrants fleeing the f- failed states that we helped create? Well, we helped create those failed states. But we, you know, they, we don't say anything about that. The, the people of this country don't know anything. I, I would go to any Trump and Z at a, one of Trump's Nuremberg rallies and question them. And you would, I will bet you everything that none of them know what, what the true history of our misadventures in, in South America and Central America. Uh, it's, which is a tragedy. So, and this is why Republicans, you know, on top of everything else, they hate education. They don't want public education because they don't want a unified populace having a unified story. That's in order to have a functioning democracy, we have to agree on certain basic facts, right? And we we can't we don't agree on that because some people believe that Jesus rode a dinosaur, and others think that. The founding fathers were divinely inspired, that they cre- that they fled a uh, a a intergenerational aristocracy with an entrenched church, the uh, two um, you know inter what do you call it entwined church and state system to just to create another one here, based on the the Bible, and that's just not true. It's not anywhere near true. They don't teach. These people know nothing about the liberal age of enlightenment or the, the uh, or they, they believe that Thomas Jefferson was inspired uh, by the, by the Bible. I mean, maybe he, I don't think he was inspired. I mean, he's the one who took all the miracles out, right? And, but anyway, all right. I promise to open up the phones and I try to keep my promises. I try, you know. I am only human. Um, okay, so here is the right number, the correct number. Boom. Oh, that doesn't look very nice. Why is that written like that? There you go. Call in line, 360-777-6007. Of course, if you are listening on the podcast, you cannot call in. This is only for those who are watching and listening live. On uh, as we meet here every Saturday evening, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels, and there you go. So I'll keep that open for now. If I if I'm gonna give it a couple of minutes, and then I'm gonna shut it in in shame and disgrace if nobody calls. But I want I really wanted to. The reason I opened it up um, was because I do want to hear what other people think about my my theory on. The fact that we're 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 done for if Biden becomes the the nominee. And okay, well, in the meantime, I'm gonna just plow forward because nobody cares and nobody. I mean, this is this is how I look at it. Nobody loves me, so I am. I'll have to work on that in in uh, in therapy. I do. I talk a lot in therapy. I've been going to therapy since I'm a l- no no, fifteen. My mother took me to therapy when I was a child because I was not a happy child. But really, the reason why, I was a happy baby. This is what's so tragic. My father used to say, you were a happy baby. What happened to you, right? But because when I got older, I became all screwed up because partly 
because I was gay and am gay and I couldn't handle it. I couldn't deal with it inside. So I turned it into self-loathing and also I started to, you know, I was an addict. I started to do drugs. I mean, I don't think I was an addict because I was gay, but I believe that partly it was because I, um, you know, it was just a way to cope, but I have addiction all over my family. I mean, we're, it kind of, it does run in families. So, but I, um, anyway, whatever. I started to drink and do drugs and I couldn't deal with it myself until I was older. And then finally, I, and it was really, I was, I came out when I was like in my twenties, early twenties, but it was still hard. It's always hard. I have to tell you, that's the whole thing. Being um, even now, when you have when you meet new people or whatever, you always have to you come out. You don't just come out once. You come out again and again and again. And you never know how people respond. And um, so it's always you always have to confront that internalized homophobia. You know what I mean? Oh, we got a caller! Yay! Lovely. My name is Jim. I like to speak about Joe Biden. Oh, we got a couple of callers. Oh, my God. Everybody, hang on. I'll try to get... I got, like, three callers now. <laughs> you guys are making me happy. See? I can be happy. You are amazing. And talk about... Oh, thank you. Okay, guys. Listen, first we're going to take... We'll take you in order of call. So, please, hang on, everybody. I want to get to you, all of you. Um, first, we're going to go to Jim. Hello, Jim. This is Tara. Are you, how are you there? Hi, Tara. Hi. Thanks for yes, calling. Oh, my. I'm so excited. Hey, uh, <laughs> See? I love your show. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And uh, as a resident of southwest Michigan, I'd like to give my perspective mm. on uh, Mr. Joe Biden. Yes, please. To come here and speak on behalf of Fred Upton, who we've been trying to get rid of for the last mm. 30 years. Mm -hmm. He's basically a uh, a uh, trust fund Republican. He was, you know, inherited wealth from uh -huh. uh, his grandpappy, who who uh, was the uh, Whirlpool um, family mm -hmm. dynasty. And uh, basically, I mean, guys never worked a day in his life. Who is this? And so is, is he George your? Is he your? Who is he? I'm just looking him up now. Fred Upton. He is he's your. Like Fred Upton's our, our representative. Oh, okay, okay. Congress, and I mean the, the you know the Democratic Party here in, in Southwest Michigan has been trying really hard. He almost, I mean, he was vulnerable in the last election, mm. and Joe Biden decided to, to fly into town, uh, give a speech on his behalf, Are and collect two hundred thousand dollars for his for his what? trouble. What? So I mean that that's all I need to know about Joe Biden. That he went and and gave a speech for a Republican? Yes, he did. Oh my for two hundred thousand dollars. So he, I can see where his, his loyalties lie. Yes, it's not and it's not with this is what's what I mean, and now everybody not everybody, but a lot of people will get on my case and your case probably. We have to get behind the nominee. You can't start this circular firing squad. And I'm not I don't know if this is a circular firing squad, but there is there has to be a process of elimination so we can find the candidate that will be able to beat Trump. Somebody like that is I don't believe is going to beat Trump because it doesn't matter. This is the other thing that I think is a fallacy. They think that 
they're going to convert Republicans by acting like a Republican. So, the, oh, we'll get some moderate Republicans will vote for, 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 a, uh, for Joe Biden. It's not going to happen. That, was, that has never happened. You know what I mean? The, the Republic as, as, uh, um, as, what's his name? Truman said, that if you have the choice between a Democrat who acts like a Republican and, and the genuine article, people will vote for the genuine article, meaning the Republican. And I, I, the more I learn about Joe Biden, yes, he's a nice, he's quirky, whatever, he's funny. Um, I don't, but even that, that is, that alone, to fly in and give a speech for a Republican who is in a contested, in a race that he, he might have lost. Why would he do that? That's, that's baffling. It's insane. $200,000. Yeah, 200, does he really need the money that much? My Apparently. God. Right. So I think Mr. Joe needs, Joe needs to retire, go get, collect his right. pensions, go exactly. make his speeches. He can make plenty of money. He can write a book, do whatever he wants, but he needs to go away. That's right. Uh, I believe. I'm, I'm a Bernie guy. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm, I'm supporting Bernie and Elizabeth Warren. Yes. Those are my, those are my choices right there. Right. I, I want the progressive candidates right. to win. Right. It would be great. Bernie and Elizabeth Warren as a ticket would be... I would, I would be amazing. And is exactly the remedy, I believe, that we need, that this country needs. We need to have a, 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 finally, to have a Democratic Party working for the people again. And uh, I think that would be, I think they would win, honestly. So, but we'll see what happens. Uh, thank you so much for calling. And uh, I really, thank you, Jim. Thank you for hanging out. Every, you know, I hope that... Uh, you know, you call again when I open the phones. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right, it. thank you. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Have a great week. You Bye-bye. too. Bye-bye. Okay, next up, we had, we lost another, we had another caller, and uh, they they dropped off. But here we got Patricia was calling in. Hi. Patricia. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited. I'm a long time. Oh, I'm excited too. I don't normally do this. This is unfamiliar to me. Oh, thank you. Calling via phone. So oh, I thought I would call. So I really want to support you. Thank you. I'm a very low income disabled senior mm. um, who lives in Sparks, Nevada, just outside Reno. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I don't like the idea of. Of Biden jumping in, mm. I I really that creates a lot of stress for right. me. Right, me too. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, and I'm a longtime Bernie fan. I used to live in Burlington, Vermont, and have voted for him. Right, and I am a Warren fan. So right. yeah, Bernie right. and and Warren, and I think Bernie's the only one that can actually win. Right, again, I, exactly and should have. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just I agree with you. There's no such thing as an old class anymore, and mm-hmm. I don't want to see. I, we we can't go back to the fifties. I, I mean, know. to me, that's what Joe Biden represents. He thinks it's all going to be apple right. pie and sunny, right. and well, that's and what it's he's not. It's not what. Yeah, it's not what's happening right now exactly. in life. I. I live with a senior housing complex and mm-hmm. a senior housing complex that's 
we all live under the poverty line, mm. and we're all struggling. I mean, and and so many people that I know here because um, rents have just skyrocketed, right? Because of what's happening, mm-hmm. people are out mm. on the streets Oof. and people are scared and. Yeah. This whole thing, I'm trying not to be scared and depressed. I'm Ooh. trying to be as hopeful as possible. Right, so right. I love listening to you. Thank I you, I usually Patricia. listen via my PlayStation on YouTube. Oh, cool. And like I said, I don't normally, I don't normally do <laughs> I think I guilted people into in calling. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I, I was like, so, nobody loves I, me. I love listening to you. Uh, that's not so true. That's, that's so, so funny. Not true. I mean, we're... <laughs> Or there, but there's something intimidating about calling on a phone and, True. you know, having to be heard. Right, and you, and you, then when you realize other people are listening, it becomes no. Then you can't, you can't think like that. That's the other thing. I used to be very shy. Believe it or not, I mean, this is when I was, I, 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 I was using drugs. I never talked to people. I was really an introvert. Believe it or not, I mean, it's. Even though I, not with my friends, but with strangers, I was, I was not the life of the party. I would just be very quiet. And I just, okay. uh, somewhere along the line, I think it really, because being in recovery, that helped me. Because I, you have to talk. You, and I had to talk to strangers yeah. and talk in front of people. And I started to kind of come out of my shell that way. But, um, yeah, you just... I think somewhere along the line, I started to think that it was, it's, you know, it's not really like, no, no one is really, um, thinking about me that much. You know what I mean? That I, and oh, I, I hear you. you know what I mean? <laughs> like, so I shouldn't really overthink it myself that I should just kind of yeah. just be myself and jump uh, in and yeah. But anyway, yeah. I appreciate you yeah. calling and I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no worries. No worries. I, I understand. I came out. In 1975, in Anchorage, mm, Alaska. Mm, wow! And, and we all had to stand up and and you know say who we were. And and I was a I was a teen on wow. the, on the streets. I was homeless. Oh wow! So you know it's it's so I I'm very concerned about what's happening right. and the rollback of, yeah. of and, transgender rights. And oh yeah! Oh yeah! I, and, it scares me to death. It's it is a frightening to, and that's what is frightening about living in this country right now because it does feel like in a lot of ways that everyone is on their own and it would be and and I I know that we can do so much better than that and you see other countries from uh, that they they are they do have that spirit of we are in this together and I find it really when you're saying that people are afraid of losing their homes and living on the street. I mean, that is an offense. That just hurts me deep in my soul to think that there are fellow Americans that are seniors that are worried about losing their homes. That shouldn't even be a thing in this country, in this richest country on earth. Is that What is rich? What does it mean to be rich? It's just, it feels like greed is the only value that this country now uh, cherishes. But it's, they, it's really, uh, you know, Trump always talks about this is, everything's a disgrace. That's a disgrace. That is a disgrace that, that senior citizens in this country or anybody, any American, mm-hmm. any person 
there is no reason for to, that people need to live in fear like that and and it oh, it, it all it kills um the spirit it kills it kills any productivity that people talk about oh you know american productivity or in you know you can't really relax and be yourself or be creative and really enjoy life with uh with this kind of stress constantly and that's why when i hear you i also think you know this is why you know we fight and we do what we do we i i get depressed but i also uh it really angers me and it really kind of gives me the uh it gives me the impetus to keep fighting it really does even though i say i want to leave the country oh. I, I i won't leave i'm just <laughs> i yes. go i go I'm there grateful. though <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful for people like you that are that are being outspoken now for so many of us because right. i hear it all the time here we're afraid of losing Medicaid. We're afraid mm. of losing our housing. We're afraid of losing, and you know, me- right. Medicaid. Right. We're afraid of, you know, we depend on the food bank to mm-hmm. start coming with this box of commodities that right. everybody just says, oh, my gosh, where's the fresh fruit and vegetables? Oh, my and, God. And yet we're being told that we're, we're, we shouldn't feel entitled. Right. And And it's like a lot of us have owned homes or have really good jobs and, fell mm-hmm. on hard times and now That's we find it. ourselves not we can't take vacations we can't do right. you know we we basically go to doctor's appointments and sit at home mm. and you know have mm. our pets and try right. to do community as best as possible but it's really it's really hard when you look around and see people mm. who are um i'm deaf i'm considered deaf blind now oh. so I have a lot of disabilities, and I, I live with breast cancer. Oh wow! And 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 a lung disease. And if if my Medicaid and Medicare go away, you know, and my right. housing goes away, my Section Eight housing, what do I have left? Exactly. I mean, I basically pack up my wheelchair and I I do what some of the other seniors are doing out in the streets. They they sleep in their wheelchairs. They sleep on their walkers. Wow. They, yeah, wow. we have so many seniors here that have been displaced, given no just cause eviction notices because oh people, God. the greed of, you know, we want to renovate and we don't right. want to take Section 8 yeah. and putting you out on the street so we can make more money and rent us out right. for more money. Well, that's, I mean, that you was know? Trump's yeah. whole M.O. That's what he did here in New York. Yeah. He's trying to kick people out. They, oh, yeah. they ended up winning, but he, that was his M.O. And that's what the Kushners do now, too. They they buy up yeah. distressed and, and they buy up low-income housing all over the country and they <laughs> attack the people with their, they send, they send their army of lawyers in to, uh, just to harass people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is who we're dealing with. Yeah. Oh, hello. Who's that? Yeah. I, I know. Oh, I have, I'm, I have my dog. She's a little Yorkie. And then, <laughs> and then her best bud. I'm taking care of him for the next couple of days. Oh. My neighbor upstairs isn't feeling well. So, so I've got two of them. And they, they, they see things, people outside, I think. And. <laughs> And they're barking, so well, that's cute. You know, they, I love animals. They keep me, they keep me busy. <laughs> they keep I life interesting. Well. I do as well. <laughs> right? Yeah, they do. And I'm a vegan as well, so mm. I'm joining you. In oh, that. good. And I've I've been I've been sober for almost 32 years. It'll oh, be wow. 32 years next month. Congratulations. So, so I wow. I get it. So we so have a lot in common. <laughs> 
<laughs> we do, we do, we do. So thank you for fighting. Thank you. Know, you know, I've been doing it all my life and, and being outspoken. And I I try to take, you know, what I hear and I, I try to tell others about right. it. And, you know, that's what I can do. Well, that's so what we are doing. Again. Let's keep doing it. I, I'll, I promise I'll keep fighting alongside you. Let's do it. Let's keep going. And don't thank give you. up, Patricia. Well, you just gave me some hope. Yeah, let's uh, let's. We won't give up. Don't worry. Hope. We won't. I I know sometimes I get down, but we won't. I will not give up. And let's. Uh, you know, you're really giving me the motivation to keep going. We and we will. We will win. Okay. I say that all the time. I'm not kidding. We are on the right side of history. We will win. It's just we. Well, the reason you win is that you just keep you keep getting up and you keep fighting, and that's eventually we we we're on the right side of history. We we will win, and uh, we will do you it together. It. So I thank you for you calling in. You you got it. All right. You got it. Thank All you right. very much. I'll talk to you okay. later. Bye bye. Bye bye. You got it. Bye bye. Wow, that was so great. Thank you, everybody, for calling in. Uh, that's We don't have any other callers at this moment, as the, at this moment in time. And that was really, um, I needed that. So I want to thank Jim, and I want to thank Patricia for calling. I, I'm really touched by both of you. And uh, Patricia, please uh, don't give up. We This is why we fight. This is why we fight. I hope... Uh, I don't know. I was really a, a lot of emotions when talking to Patricia because I I was thinking, you know, I, I do got angry, too, because I can't believe that we're living in a country that that allows seniors to live on the street in their wheelchairs. Isn't that um, an, an embarrassment? Shouldn't we... Uh, everybody knows that's wrong. That's the other thing. Even Republicans must know that's wrong. And, but, I don't know. Um, this is why you can't give you uh, people like uh, like a Twitler, like uh, like a Paul Ryan, like all of these these unworthy, uh, spiritually unfit, sick ass bastards who. Um, they sh- they don't have any business being in the halls of power. And if we were more emotionally evolved and mature as a, as a civilization, we wouldn't allow that. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. Maybe they'd be a minor a permanent minority. And I believe that the Republican Party really needs. I mean, that's what they deserve to be a permanent minority party. They don't deserve. The to be in the majority. First of all, they don't. They they only are in the majority because of their nefarious actions. Because they they gerrymander and rig and voter suppress and you know, collude with Putin and on and on. They don't do it legitimately. They cannot win elections legitimately on the field of ideas. They have to continue uh they they have to this is what they do they figure out ways to kick people off the voting rolls or and now so bernie was saying about how people in prison should be able to vote and then of course they go right to i don't um want somebody you know a murderer to be able to vote or they go right to they they get you right there like oh you know what um that but uh, it's of course 
if you put it that way, it's sort of like the same way that they, uh, those who think that they know better than a woman about her own body and having a, uh, want to stick their big Republican noses into a woman's private medical decisions, you know, we'll show you pictures of, uh, whatever, you know, uh, aborted fetuses and say, uh, but you don't know the whole story about that, about what happened. You know what I mean? But, and that's why people need to stick their freaking noses out of people's business and let, um, you know, women and the doctor decide what to do. But that's another story. But the uh, – anyway, what was I going to say? You see what happens? I get distracted. I got distracted. But um, god damn it. That's why I need an executive producer. There was a reason I was going down that road. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, the, 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 uh, the point is that, uh, Republicans, this is my, my ultimate thesis. The, the thesis of this show, besides we stick together, we win, is that Republicans are unfit to hold leadership positions in a modern nation. They, they are, they, and and it's not really Republicans because it's, it's conservatives, Conservatives are not meant to be a majority party. They, I mean, really, there are no really successful conservative nations. Tell me. I, I, want, I, I wish I was wrong. And here's the other thing about um, with progressives or normal people and conservatives and, and Republicans, right? That um, if somebody came to me and said, you know what? funneling all the money and power into the arms of the rich and powerful uh, creates all prosperity for all. And you, never, you would never have, uh, or you, or you, in, in a trickle-down society, you don't have senior citizens living in their wheelchairs on the street. Uh, everybody is, uh, it's utopia. And then progressives, normal people, would say, of course, let's do that. We would adjust our ideas, but not, not conservatives. Anything that they, any, any so-called problem that they confront, it's not, you know, to them, the, uh, the problem of so-called, you know, people not voting, that's not a problem to them. You know what I mean? They, they, but any... Any question that they are confronted with, their answers are always the same. It's another tax break, another deregulation, and more money into the hands of the, of the money to elite. That's not the recipe for democracy. You see, because, and, th- and this is why I say that Republicans are unfit to hold leadership positions in a modern nation, because they're... They they don't like democracy. They don't want democracy. It's always been about dismantling the power of we the people to have a say in our government. And we now, okay, let's get back to what we were talking about earlier. And I don't think I'm going to get any more callers. What time is it? We only have 15 minutes. So I'm going to shut down the phones. But thank you guys for calling in. At least now I will open the phones again. And I won't have, maybe I won't have to guilt everybody. Maybe one day we'll have people call in. I'll have Poppy on the line and we can all um, talk together. You know what I'm saying? We'll get Poppy in here. 
And there you go. I took the phones off the air. Um, okay, so what was the other thing here? Yeah, I mean, when we're talking about Joe Biden and uh, where is that other thing? Um, let me see. Yeah, so the first, because we were saying before that uh, the first fundraiser he goes to, I mean, that's, that, go, that is somebody who does not care about the optics. So why, why would they care? Because it doesn't matter. He's not working for us. Why would you announce your, your candidacy for president in, in this field where you have people who aren't taking any corporate cash, like Bernie, right? And your next stop after you make your announcement is the home of a corporate lobbyist, of, a, of Comcast, of all things. Comcast, which owns MSNBC, which is fighting net neutrality. What do you think Joe Biden is going to do about net neutrality? And what do you think that he's going to do about universal health care or higher education? That This is why we are in big trouble. And so the other thing, I had a couple of videos I wanted to play, which I – this is another reason why I am – up to my well let me take this uh the phone number off the air here there we go that i don't know um what what the hell is wrong with this country that and and we were talking about having to be emotionally mature uh and spiritually fit at least to be uh in a position to represent the people but look at what we what we have so we have this is a clip that I grabbed of Joe Biden and Trump going back and forth at each other. Press always asks me, don't I wish I were debating him? No, I wish you were in high school. I could take him behind the gym. That's what I wish. Did you see where Biden wants to take me to the back of the barn? Me. He wants it. I'd love that. I'd love that. Mr. Tough Guy. If we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. That would not last long. Go like this. He's down. And he'll never get up. He'll never get up. What the hell? You see, uh, it's, um, it's beyond words to listen to the two of them. Why is he going back and forth? So Joe was supposed to be the, the anti-Trump. He wants to hearken back to when? A, a wonderful, the wonderful time of uh, 2014 that we're all fond of? That he wants to take Trump to the back of the, of the gym? What, uh, how old are these idiots? This is why we can't have nice things. Because we have... On one hand, a, a literal fascist moron who is in bed with uh, oligarchs and dictators, and the other one trying to act like a tough guy. And they're all playing. The, they, they, everybody's just dancing around, you see, in the Democratic Party, that the, 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 except for Bernie and Elizabeth Warren, frankly. So she's, she's the only other candidate, I believe, that talks about what truly needs to be done, even though Elizabeth Warren is another one who's like declares that she's a capitalist. It really irritates me because what are you talking about? You're a capitalist. Why don't you explain uh, what capitalism is? 
And uh, at least, you know, the the prime minister of New Zealand recently said that ca- obviously capitalism is is a failed system. Look at uh, because know know it by its fruits. Why a system that needs to be reformed constantly that allows seniors to live on the street in their wheelchairs uh, that is, is not a, a, a system worthy of a great nation. Yeah, okay, free markets. There is no free market. That's the other thing. You need regulation. Otherwise, we're nothing but serfs and lords. And that's what I often I call this country the United States of serfs and lords because this is what we're, where we're at. We're all the peons, every man for himself out here. There is no unity. There is no e pluribus unum anymore. I mean, maybe there was there ever? Who knows? And we have people uh, literally booing presidential candidates for committing the sin of marching with Martin Luther King Jr. And, I mean, I just can't handle it that... Um, the, what, what, here we have, we not only allowed a fascist to take over this country, and we, there's an entire political party that does not care that the Republican Party is there going along with Trump. They understand that he's a traitor. And uh, there's an entire, because now he, the other thing that he said, recently was <clears throat> after the Mueller report came out he was he was speaking to the NRA yesterday and he was saying how you know there's a coup against him i'll just play this clip in case you didn't with all of the resignations of bad apples they're bad apples they tried for a coup didn't work out so well And I didn't need a gun for that one, did I? (laughs) All was taking place at the highest levels in Washington, D.C. You've been watching, you've been seeing, you've been looking at things that you wouldn't have believed possible. Yeah, I'm looking at one right now. Corruption (laughs) at the highest level. That's right. A disgrace. Right in front of my face. Spying, surveillance, Trying for an overthrow, and we caught him. We caught him. All right. Um, what the hell? See, this is why it's so frightening. The their surveillance. Why would anybody? First of all, they, if they didn't surveil a campaign that was meeting in secret with Russian spies, there we'd really be in trouble. But Trump is twisting it. That this deep state was after him because why? Um, the, uh, Obama was surveilling him. Why? Because he wanted to get a glimpse of your your tiny, uh, smaller than average Mario Kart looking penis. Um, no, no one was spying. the The FBI was try was trying to find out wh- just how in bed with. The uh, with Putin, you were. The fact is, we were under attack by the Russians, and they're doing it again. And Trump is. This is why he's a danger. And not only that, we have the now the Justice Department is 
covering his ass. And it comes out that, um, uh, what's his name? You know, not just Barr, Rosenstein apparently was crying. And could you imagine? What, um, and, cover, and promising Trump and assuring Trump that he would land the plane to basically cover his ass. And for, you know, people who are innocent, when Trump found out that he, there was a special prosecutor that was going to investigate him, um, people who are innocent don't slump down in a chair and say, I'm effed. But this is where we're at. This is why Michael Cohen said that there will be no peaceful transfer of power. Trump is the danger, and the, but he is the Republican dream. He is everything Republicans wanted. They want him to be the death knell of democracy, to put the last nail in the coffin. They don't care. He could, he could take a dump and wipe his ass with the Constitution as long as he stuffs the courts with his flunkies and, and slowly dismantles this democracy, this pesky democracy, once and for all. Then they'll be able to get rid of it. That, and it's always been... That that's the 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 tension between uh, a real democracy between progressivism and conservatism. Conservatism is the is the ideology of hierarchy and and, and entrenched concentrated wealth. It always has been, even when they're working on the side of the good guy, right? Even when they're trying to be democratic, they're always about the right people voting, quote unquote. Who's the right people, the, the, the moneyed interests, keeping power in, in the hands of the few? They don't really want democracy getting in the way of their ability to dump their coal ash into our streams or to ride us mercilessly to the bank. They only need us to fight their wars of corporate aggression and, you know, uh, drive the Uber I guess, and bail them out when they crash the economy twice in a hundred years. That's that's all they need. But when it comes to bailing out, uh, you know, now we're hearing. I just heard the other day they were saying on, of course, because I, I do, I, uh, I have MSNBC on a lot in the background listening to that. I don't know why it drives myself nuts. But they were saying how, oh, um, Social Security is going to run out of money. And we're going to have to cut Social Security. Really? Social Security is the only thing keeping millions of seniors from the street, from living on the streets. And they're going to cut Social Security? They just funneled, uh, added trillions of dollars to the deficit by putting more money into the hands of people who will never spend it in a hundred lifetimes. And they allow the biggest corporations to get away with not paying anything in taxes. And they're talking about they're going to have to cut Social Security. They need to expand Social Security. And the, o- what, the only remedy Social Security needs is for the cap to be raised, for everyone to pay after uh, uh, over whatever the, I think the cutoff is, 120 thousand dollars now. Raise the cap. Problem solved. And then they were somebody on uh, wherever was saying how, uh, oh, all the Democrats want to do is tax and spend, tax and spend. This is what you know, we've been hearing forever, tax and spend. All the Democrats do is say, we need to tax the rich. The, the, and when you 
when you listen to the Republicans, they're like, well, the rich already pay the majority of taxes. The rich, that's because they, as a percentage, they don't pay the, their fair share, but they pay more, yeah, obviously, in actual money because they have more money. But the, the fact is the rich need to be taxed at a rate that makes them um, not just paying their fair share, but ensures that they don't become so, intr- so powerful that they swallow up the so-called democracy that so many fought, bled, and died to entrust to us. That's the whole point. So um, it's not about punishing anybody or, or envying s- success. It's about creating a, co- a society that works for all. Other countries do this without this kind of whining. You know, I, and I always get really confused when I hear like, people like Howard Schultz and, and, uh, and these millionaires whining about having to pay more taxes. Well, how much more do you need? How many, how many seniors will you, um, is it okay to uh, live on the streets in their wheelchair? Is, is okay for you? How many can you endure? I mean, I guess you can endure quite a lot. You don't care. But this is why we need an education system that teaches, that, that cultivates democracy. And that's why, um, you know, we're in big, big trouble. So... Okay, I'm just looking at the time. So I only have a couple of minutes left. And I want to thank everybody for hanging out. I, it was a, I liked the show. I was going to say it was a great show. It's a very, it's a very uh, arrogant thing to say. That's a great show. No, for me it was great because I enjoyed talking to s- some of the listeners and the viewers. That, uh, no, it's not a new cat. I'm looking at the, um, the feed, the, the text. You know the chat on YouTube. It's I got two cats. I had I got Francis Junior Junior, who is our mascot, the gray one, and I have Tara Junior Junior, who is our orange cat. So there's only two. Oh, here he is, Tara Junior. See, come on and say hello. Say hello, Tara Junior Junior. Doesn't he look like me? Kinda. People say that when they meet him. They're like. He looks like you. And the other cat who is sitting behind me, that's Francis Jr. Jr. He is wearing the cone because, oops, because he's got, uh, he's a special needs cat. He has issues. He's kind of mental. This is why I, you know, you know, you, I don't eat meat and all. And I also, you, I always think about uh, just people who are, being alive is, it's very hard to be alive, right? It's, we need each other. This is why we have to have compassion for each other. Even little cats can have mental problems. So he, he has a problem and he, he licks himself incessantly. And that's why he's wearing the cone because otherwise he, he just licks himself. He licks a certain spot that, and he, believe me, he's, he's got a team of doctors, trying to work out his case he gets acupuncture okay (laughs) but he's still doing it and it's very i would love to see him without uh the cone one day but maybe one day send all your good vibes to him and maybe one day we'll get there like like i always say we stick together we win and so okay so i we i have a minute i believe the other thing i believe we'll talk about this another night 
about with animals. We are all in this together. When I say we stick together, we win. I mean every, I mean all creatures uh, on this planet. We need to live in concert and in re- with respect for other creatures. Otherwise, we're, we're, we're done for as a species. Okay, guys, thank you for hanging out uh, every week. I appreciate the donations in the super chat. You're keeping this show on the air. So thank you. Also, RDT Daily, when you donate, you're donating to the website and the writers who uh, create liberal content. And this is how we're going to fight the corporate takeover of this country. We will win because, as we were saying, as Patricia and I were discussing, we're on the right side of history and the right side of humanity. So I'm going to see you guys next week here at 6 p.m. Eastern. Until then... Try to, I don't know, be nice to each other. Uh, My name is Tara Devlin, and I will see you later.